You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Chris and Nick Show here on Big Blue View Radio. I am Nick Filato, joined by my co-host, Chris Flum. And we are here with some unfortunate news, as a lot of you have probably heard. The New York Giants have finally released James Bradbury, the cornerback that they signed during the 2020 free agent period, who had an excellent 2020 season, had a solid 2021 season, is definitely an above average to good starting cornerback in any scheme. He is now a free agent, no longer a New York Giant, and the Giants have some holes at the cornerback position. Let me kick it over to my man, Chris, and he'll break down the cap implications behind this move. Chris, what's going on? Well, basically, the Giants saved themselves a decent chunk of money. They're still going to be paying James Bradbury, but this was a move they really had to do. They had to make this move. They basically had to figure out some way of freeing up a significant chunk of money they were paying James Bradbury this year. Uh, this move, sa- releasing Bradbury, saves them $10.1 million against the salary cap. You know, they're still going to have $11.7 million in dead money there's really nothing they could do about that. But the Giants had about 5 million or so, uh, 5.5 million in salary cap space this morning before they released Bradbury. Now they're up to 15.6. So the good news here is that they can sign their rookie class. Uh, we've got rookie minicamp coming up the end, you know, next weekend. They want to get these guys under contract. We've already seen... Uh, Sauce Gardner signed with the Jets. Uh, I believe George Karloftis signed with the Chiefs. You know, rookies are already starting to sign their contracts, and the Giants need to get Evan Neal and Kayvon Thibodeau under contract soonest. So this gives them the cap space to make that happen. The Giants needed about $12.5 million to sign their rookie class. They could not do that with James Bradbury on the roster. Now they can. They're going to have about three million dollars left over and we can break down the implications of that in a little bit but at least now they will be able to sign their rookies all these new giants we just saw them select and still be cap compliant (laughs) which is something too man because like you said three million after all these rookies are signed that's still not a lot of cap room and a lot of general managers and nfl teams want to enter the season with some wiggle room just in case injuries befall them or whatever so there could be other moves that happen whether that be players extended or whatnot i don't know if it's over but this was the big domino that everybody looked at will james bradbury be extended will he be traded before the draft what's going to happen and i guess a lot of the teams around the nfl looked at the situation was like i ain't absorbing that cap number we know the giants are really screwed right they're gonna have to get rid of him so let's just wait until he's cut and then we can go and pursue him and sign him then yeah, the the Giants' problem with James Bradbury was really that the 31 other teams could do math too. 
(laughs) They could look at the Giants' financial situation and say, okay, you guys are in a pinch here. You mortgaged 2022 to pay for 2021. And now we don't have to do business with you. We can wait you out because you you have – you have exactly one move to make if we don't trade for James Bradbury, and that is to cut him. You know, there was some talk that maybe the Giants could restructure his contract or extend him and create dummy years. The problem really was that no matter what they did, short of tearing up his old contract and starting with one completely new, which there was absolutely no incentive for Bradbury to do that they could not free up enough money to sign the players they needed to, to sign their rookie class. And you're right. There there are probably going to be other moves to make. Uh, Nick Gates is still on the roster uh, re- releasing him, which probably, which might not happen until, you know, final cut downs really depends on his health, that sort of thing. Yeah. That could free up another $2 million or so, but teams really do want to go into the season with a rainy day fund because injuries are going to happen. We know giants fans know that all too well injuries are going to happen. And even with the new injured reserve rules, you can still rack up a lot of money going to replacement players, you know, signing guys off the street and Teams still want to have somewhere between five and ten million dollars in just a rainy day fund because they're going to need it at some point. Yeah, they're definitely going to need it at some point, unfortunately. And it seems like the Giants have dealt with an exorbitant amount of injuries over the last several years. And I want to turn this attention now to the Giants' depth chart because there's a glaring hole right now in the secondary. I would say that the secondary, the cornerback position, more so specifically, but not even even the safety position after Logan Ryan was released has a hole. And even when James Bradbury was on the roster, I think they still needed depth. And the Giants added Cordell Flott, slot cornerback, who's like 175 pounds out of LSU with one of their third round picks. And then Dane Belton, a safety hybrid linebacker, uh, star cash, whatever you want to call him in the fourth round. I feel like both of them can add value to this room. But now without James Bradbury there, you're looking at a Dory Jackson who gets injured a lot and Aaron Robinson possibly starting outside, something he did in college something that he played a lot in his rookie season, but it's definitely not a surefire thing that that's going to translate to success. I have high hopes for it, but what are your overall thoughts on this depth chart right now? Because it's looking pretty thin on the back end, one injury, and then the giants are really up craps Creek. Uh, Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Like there is some, there is some hope with Robinson that he can transition to the outside. You know, I think when he was drafted, it was with an eye towards playing a more aggressive brand of coverage in the slot with a Dory Jackson and James Bradbury on the outside. Yeah. At least on paper, that is, you know, a good trio, but Robinson at outside corner at the NFL, that's kind of an unknown. You know, he did play a lot last year, but he also did miss quite a bit of time with core muscle surgery. Yeah, I'm not sure how he would, how he's going to react or how, how he's going to hold up as an every down starter playing 65, 70 snaps a game out there yeah, on the boundary. This does move probably Cordell Flott into the starting slot 
position. You know, nothing against Darnay Holmes, but Flott was drafted by Wink Martindale, or at least with Wink Martindale's input as the defensive coordinator. Darnay Holmes is a he's his own corner. He's really smart. He plays zone coverages very well, but Wink Martindale doesn't like zone coverages. He wants guys who are aggressive and in offensive players' faces, and that is flawed. You know, get, even though he is, um, we'll say, ha- has some, somewhat of a slight build. You know, he isn't nearly as big and powerful as a lot of press man corners usually are, but he does have very quick feet. He does have very smooth hips, and he does have the attitude and mentality to be a man coverage slot corner. Now, on safety, yeah, that that depth chart is uh, a little threadbare as well. You know, we could see the Giants look towards free agency, especially after final cutdowns or, you know, later in the summer as they get a chance to look at these guys in rookie training camp and mini camp and maybe even the first week or so of regular training camp. Yeah, you know, I, I feel like things are not yet set. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. No, I don't think they can be as of right now. And we'll go through the depth chart real quick. Aaron Robinson, Adoree Jackson as the potential two starting outside guys. And behind them on the outside, you have Jerron Williams, who has been working as a secondary piece uh, through the little bit of OTAs that have happened. And then Rodarius Williams, who was a six-round pick last year out of Oklahoma State, who tore his ACL, had a really, really good camp. But that is thin. And other than those guys, you have Darren Evans and Zion Gilbert, a undrafted free agent out of LSU and an undrafted free agent out of FAU. And then you have the Cordell Flott and the Darnay Holmes, which are more so just guys who are going to operate as nickelbacks. So that's what we're looking at right now. I look at this roster, Chris, and I see a name that pops out to me, and I'm curious just because, yes, I think the Giants are going to add a veteran. They're going to add somebody who's cut off of another roster. They're going to bring bodies into the secondary. They're not going to completely ignore it. 
But those bodies aren't going to necessarily be players who are going to be exceptional because they're available. And the exceptional ones are going to get more money than what the Giants can offer because the Giants are still in cap hell. And the one player I look at on this roster that's interesting to me is Julian Love. Because Julian Love played a ton of boundary cornerback in Notre Dame. He played a solid amount of boundary cornerback, outside cornerback, down the stretch of the 2020 season under in Patrick Graham's scheme. And I felt like he played pretty well. So I'm wondering if he's going to get cross-trained and possibly used out there if injuries do happen and they're going to use his kind of Swiss Army knife type of ability on the outside. What do you think of that? I hope so, and I love it if they do. I'm a big fan of Julian Love. I really like his skill set just as a Swiss Army knife, a guy he can play the slot, he can play safety, he can go out to the boundary if if necessary. And I think that, he is going to get cross-trained. He, he's probably going to line up all over this secondary under Wink Martindale. He's going to be a starter, and he's going to play a lot of snaps, and he's going to play all over the place, I think. Really, just because the Giants have no choice right now. You just went over their depth chart, and if you can have one guy who can fill multiple roles, when your depth chart is that thin, you need to make as much a use of him as you can. And I will be interested to see if the Giants go out and get any more veterans to help fill in somewhere along the along their secondary. Yeah, you know, the, the name that jumps out to me right now is Landon Collins because, yeah, you know, honestly, I think he should still be a Giant. I think he should have gotten extended back in 2017. You know, even even before his contract got close to running up, they should have just extended him early. And just tied him to the franchise for a while. It would have been expensive in the moment, but that can be dealt with. And guys you extend early, they get cheaper as they go. (laughs) Yeah, he's the name that I put on the face of the article that I wrote after the draft of potential free agent additions. Um, A lot of them were just secondary pieces, but the cornerback market is barren. I mean, you look at it, the top guy right now is James Bradbury. Don't think he's coming back, unfortunately. (laughs) And we're not even going to, Chris, get into the fact that I know Howie Roseman and the Eagles are on with his agent probably as we speak, discussing with him, and that's going to break Giant fans' hearts, and it should. It's going to be so unfortunate if he goes and joins the Eagles or the Cowboys or something like that, and I feel like he would fit so well with what the Eagles like to do in Jonathan Gannon's scheme, but let's just remove that for a second. (laughs) Outside of him, you're looking at Kyle Fuller, somebody who had a down year, played a lot of slot last year for Denver, but was a good player before. Now he's like about 30 years old, so he's teetering on the cusp of is he over the hill? Jack Rabbit Jenkins, don't think the Giants are going to go in that direction. Jimmy Smith is the name that keeps getting brought up. Big physical cornerback, played his entire career under Wink Martindale, or at least with the Baltimore Ravens, because Wink wasn't the defensive coordinator prior to 2018, and Jimmy Smith was drafted back in 2011. But he He's playing like 300 snaps a year now, and his role was significantly diminished. I wouldn't mind bringing him in for a vet minimum. Would he sign a vet minimum? Are the Giants going to rely on this guy to be a starter if something happens? There's just a lot of question marks that surround a lot of these names that are available. Some of the younger guys are guys who have, who were like high pedigree guys, first, second round picks, who have kind of become pariahs, you know, like Trey Waynes. Kevin King out of Green Bay. If you talk to any Packers fan, they hate that guy. I don't know why, (laughs) other than the fact that I know he was burnt in a lot of big situations, but he's not somebody you want to play man coverage. It's more of a zone type of guy. And then Vernon Hargraves, who was a first-round pick by Tampa Bay, who was with Cincinnati last year. So you're looking at guys that don't necessarily move the needle, but that's just the position the New York Giants are in right now. I expect them to sign somebody. I just don't know exactly who would be the perfect fit, other than maybe Jimmy Smith, but he's over the hill. Yeah, and... 
as we noted before, they're going to have to create some more cap space if they want to sign anybody. Yeah, a, a vet. They might be able to fit a guy in on vet minimum, but do you, you know, do the Giants want a cornerback who is going to rank pretty highly in their depth chart coming in on the veteran minimum? Who would have to come in on the veteran minimum? Yeah. This really is why we kept mocking cornerbacks to the Giants in mock drafts with, you know, Sauce Gardner. Obviously, he was drafted before the Giants had a chance to pick him. You know, we both liked Roger McCreary, except for his arm length. Yeah, Andrew Booth. But the the Giants wound up kind of either missing these guys or opting to not take them, you know, depending on where they were drafted. And now we kind of... This is where the Giants are right now. They're in a bit of a tough place. And it is going to make life more difficult on Wink Martindale. Because we saw what happened last year with the Baltimore Ravens when they suffered a bunch of injuries in their secondary. And they didn't have the personnel to run his scheme. Like, he's not not going to be aggressive. And if you can't hold up on the back end, aggressive just means big plays for the other teams. And... Getting Kayvon Thibodeau is amazing. Yeah, that is going to be a big help. And that is going to make life easier for these, for the secondary, having a guy who can fire off the snap, who can get pressure very quickly. But overall, it's going to take the Giants. It's probably going to take the Giants. I, I have to put that probably in there because who knows? Robinson could thrive out there on the edge under Wink Martindale. And Cordell Flott could step in and hit the ground running at slot corner. I'm not saying, I'm not saying that can't happen. I'm not even not saying certainly. it won't happen, but certainly could happen. That's what we're hoping for. Oh, right? absolutely. But it might. We have to recognize the fact that it's going to take the Giants a year or two to get everything set for this coaching staff. Yeah, it's going to take about a year or two. And I think a lot of Giant fans are under that impression that this is more of a rebuilding year. I think the ship is on the right path as of right now. Losing James Bradbury, it's not a surprise. Everybody knew it was coming eventually unless there was going to be a surprise extension, which we know Joe Shane didn't want to do. Didn't want to dip into future cap years. They want to really build this roster the right way. So they made the sacrifice to to let him go, possibly pursue the Eagles, which again would be unfortunate. And I'm sure they will address this, this opening. But... Either way, dude, this opens up a huge opportunity for every cornerback on this roster right now. Like, Dory Jackson was penciled in. Aaron Robinson was going to play a lot, even if James Bradbury was here. But now his opportunity is massive. Players like Jerron Williams, who I felt like had good tape in 2021, was playing his backside off. And that team was just horrendous. Nothing to play for. He earned a spot on this roster now. I think he has an opportunity, especially because he has some safety upside. So I'm really hoping that the Rodarius Williams, the Aaron Robinson, and even the Darnay Holmes of the world step up. Holmes is going to be a nickelback, but I'm hoping that's a real competition between Cordale Flott and Darnay Holmes. And they don't just give it to Flott because he was the pick. Yeah, they. it should be a real competition and hopefully they will make each other better and give the giants as many options as they can get. And yeah, you know, I'm, I'm with you. I'm rooting for Jaron Williams, my fellow, you Albany great Dane. And yeah, you know, I, I hope he is able to claw his way onto this roster, maybe help out as kind of a, a depth behind Julian love as a guy who can do a little bit of everything and give the giants the depth they need. Because like you said before, they are in a precarious position. One injury, one rolled ankle, 
and they're scrambling. Yes, and they're going to be in a really, really bad spot. But let's hope that doesn't happen. Let's see how Joe Shane handles this adversity because this is a, the first speed bump, if you will, in the Joe Shane era where people are like, why didn't you find a web? Look, it's a business. Everybody knows the NFL is a business. A lot of tough decisions have to happen, and this was one of them, unfortunately. Yeah, and like we said to start this off, it, the Giants were kind of just left in a position where if they couldn't find a team willing to play ball with them, there wasn't much else they could do. And you know, I, I think we were a little optimistic, hoping for a third-round pick for James Bradbury. I don't know what the Giants were offered. I don't know what they were willing to accept. Sitting here right now, I kind of wish it was just, quote, whatever they could get and nobody offered made an offer to them because now they've lost James Bradbury and don't haven't gotten any compensation. Even a fifth or sixth round pick would have been better than nothing. I know it's unfortunate. Well, Chris, you have anything else on this, bro? You know, I, I think we're good for now. We'll probably spend a lot, spend more time looking at the implications of this, uh, how the giants address their depth chart concerns, how they incorporate these, these young players in their new roles, just based on, this massive spot opening up above them. And we've got plenty of time to do that. Yes, we do. Well, thank you everybody for joining us here on Big Blue View Radio. I am Nick Filato. That is Chris Flum. Please head on over to BigBlueView.com for all your New York Giants news, in-depth breakdowns of the Giants draft picks, and everything great about the New York Giants. Thank you so much and have a lovely day. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today. Support for this show comes from Fundrise. Buy low, sell high. It's easy to say, hard to do. For example, high interest rates are crushing the real estate market right now. Demand is dropping and prices are falling, even for many of the best assets. It's no wonder the Fundrise flagship fund plans to go on a buying spree, expanding its billion-dollar real estate portfolio over the next few months. You can add the Fundrise flagship fund to your portfolio in just minutes and with as little as $10 by visiting Fundrise.com slash Fox. Carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of the Fundrise flagship fund before investing. This and other information can be found in the fund's prospectus at Fundrise.com slash flagship. This is a paid advertisement.